heard the news. Have you heard the news? Have you heard the news, Kate? <laughs> have. Have you heard the news? What I happened? have. Actually, there's been some good news stories. There's been quite a lot of news. Over the weekend. There's been so much news and I've been away in Paris going, a little, oh my God. A holiday. We need to talk about so many things. Yeah. We've got we've got some interesting things to speak about. As in news flash. Yes. We're not going to be releasing just on a Friday. We're going to just once a week. Yeah. Summers get a bit hectic for some reason. <laughs> I just go away What do you mean for some time? reason? It's the holiday time, it's isn't it? Yeah. Holidays and... I'm off to France tomorrow, then you're off to Las Vegas. I am. And then I'm off to Spain, and then you're going to come out to Spain. So what we're going to try and do is hopefully record some of these things whilst we're away. Yeah. We've got a cute setup now. We have. We've got headphones and a microphone each. We've done really well. We are on the ball. We are, aren't we? I'm feeling quite impressive, impressed and pleased. I'm feeling empowered. Yeah, me too. Right, should should we shimmy on? I've got so much news. Okay, no, like loads of stuff has happened, and I, a lot of it's actually not the greatest. I'll be honest, um, and things that people might necessarily have heard about. Um, exciting news, yeah. local exciting news. Love local exciting news. Body of a man found in Fetcham alongside hazardous hazard. Can't try again. <laughs> Get it out. Body of a man found. To see the exciting news part about this. (laughs) Body of a man found in Fetchum alongside hazardous materials as neighbours evacuated. So Fetchum, that's really near to us. We're in Surrey. Fetchum, Bookham, and Fetchum is police town. Okay, that's close. (laughs) My joke went over your head. Sorry, (laughs) I shouldn't be disappointed. What was the joke? Bookham and Fetchum. Police territory. Don't get it. Oh my god. Okay. Was that a good joke? <laughs> it was really good. So look, it's really near to us. It's near where um, our friend Vahana lives. Actually, it's near Cobham. Cobham. Yeah, yeah. it's near, near there. Um, so basically, residents have been evacuated after a body of a young man was found in Fetchum alongside some hazardous materials. The police set up a cordon um, on Wednesday night. So this was last week because we're Monday today, the 2nd. Happy month. Happy start of the month. And he said oh, Happy New Year. It was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Kevstar. Happy birthday, Kevstar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's understood that the neighbour, there was a neighbour who entered the property, he had to be pulled out by emergency services and was rushed to hospital. So the level of these uh, hazardous materials must be absolutely crazy. And they had to... The hazardous materials are killing people. This is what killed the man that's what they basically sort of saying so they're saying that the death has been treated as unexplained but it's not believed that there's any third party involvement at this stage right so what are these hazardous who knows a little bit creepy weird i know I read something about this the other day and i want to say america maybe canada where there's like a whole uh town that had to be like evacuated because of some hazardous and it killed loads of people. It was giving them cancer. But people, like, refused to leave. And now the whole Sorry. place is just deserted. That weird noise was just me having some water. water. Yeah, it's a squeezy bottle, so it's like not, not me farting. Yeah, sorry. Mm. But it's interesting local news. Oh, my yeah. God. Everything sounds so much worse now we've got headphones and, like, microphones. <laughs> Do you think we might not even pick up on it, though? I hope not. I'll have to, like, cut it out. Sorry, listeners. I probably... 
I just thought it was interesting local news. Normally we don't focus on everything's always like very global yeah. and stuff. But yeah, so maybe more information to come soon. Um, but yeah, Guildford Road in Fetcham, really, really exciting. So yeah, even though I was away from home and in Paris, I thought it was like quite a lesser known story of the week perhaps yeah so yeah if i get any more news i will totally let you know but that was just a small one to get us starting what, okay. what have you got for me i like that well going on from the fact you were in paris mm. this little cheeky one came up i worried for your safety <laughs> briefly okay I've gone over it okay. oh thanks so much <laughs> charming good to know thanks so a notorious gangster escaped from a prison in Paris by helicopter. Oh my god! Did you hear about this? I briefly did because, as we covered and said probably so many times, now, like I was in France um, from Thursday and I got back yesterday. Um, and I think if I'm correct in remembering, this happened yesterday, so it was happening yeah. sort of when I was coming home. But I was in, I was near the Gare Gare du Nord in France, um, oh. as I don't think this is too near to that. So no. you know, you were right not to worry, but you know, thanks anyway. <laughs> I mean, I did temporarily. Okay, thanks. Go on, tell me, tell me, tell me, because I didn't read too much into it, because I did think maybe you would bring this one to me today. So the 46-year-old has been in prison for 20... Oh, he's been serving a 25-year sentence. Oh, wow. For a failed robbery where a police officer was killed. (gasps) So what happened was armed men showed up at the prison and they took him... So he was in a visitor's room and they took him from the visitor's room where he was with his brother. They took him into a stolen helicopter. The helicopter had landed in like one of the courtyards of the um, of the prison. Right. And then, um, so they took him up in this helicopter, put him into a car and then the car drove away and then they found oh that car which had been burnt down and then he'd obviously been taking into another car. But he's it's been said he actually tried to escape from I was gonna say I before. Yeah, I think he tried to escape before and didn't they use some like massive explosives or something? Yeah, so in two thousand and thirteen <laughs> he took four guards as human shields and exploded oh several prison doors with dynamite in an escape staged less than half an hour. After he arrived at the prison, he spent six weeks on the run. Wow. Uh, In the 1990s, he ran a prison gang involved in armed robbery and extortion. He has said his lifestyle is inspired by Hollywood gangster films, including the Al Pacino Pacino. thriller Scarface. Oh, wow. Do you know what? One of the things I always think about is, this is going completely off topic now, but does like Hollywood films influence, influence life, mm, real society. life? Well, like it's funny you said that because I I sort of knew about him. Um, I really I think is Radon Fayed. I think, mm-hmm. but it's probably again yeah. horrific pronunciation. Um, I love that because I did have a quick look and he's on just now. As we were talking on Wikipedia, like his occupation is gangster. <laughs> Um, and it does say at the end that his me- media influence, like, Fayed has been influenced by American crime films such as Scarface, Reservoir Dogs and Heat. When I said Red Heat, I immediately thought of that film. Heat, God, Sandra Bullock um, and Melissa McCarthy. Oh, like so yeah, yeah, he's such films like Reservoir Dogs, Scarface and Heat, what, with Melissa McCarthy? Oh, uh, but it was the wrong film. <laughs> it was the wrong film. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, that was a bit silly of me, but anyway. 
<laughs> it's still a cop drama. I mean, I'm all cop film. I wasn't completely off the mark. <laughs> But how crazy is that? Yeah. Oh my god. Like I it's just something can't. Something out of like a, a film. It is. You couldn't. It's. It's basically feels made made up slightly. You know. You've got, yeah. Imagine like he's got Interpol after him. He's got his proper getaway cars, setting a light to the helicopter. Craziness. I do find like a big deal in the gangster universe. I mean, he's quite strange looking with his uh, scary. balding head yeah, and shave it when you start to go bald. It's interesting though because in our what I like to call what was it, our pilot episode of Have You Heard the News yeah. what like my one of my first stories was again like f- French crime and then all of a sudden three weeks later it's like yeah. French crime again. I'm feeling I'm feeling like the French vibe like even though I've just come back from Paris I'm like Oh, this French vibe. It seems to be like a quite interesting crime that we don't necessarily hear about it, like in Europe. So I feel like it's like a, a regular thing, or just <laughs> since we've started doing it, I don't the French are just like up in arms. Give you some yeah. This. <laughs> hey, girls, want to know a story? <laughs> Although prisons this week have been uh, quite quite the talk. So a what man... talk of the town? Are we just diving into your next one? Oh, nice segue. Oh, okay. My next one. This is just, I just, you know, (laughs) wanted to tell you. Chuck one in quick. Loads of people are breaking out of prison. Okay. Okay. A man uh, was accidentally released in jail because they thought he was somebody, they thought he was his roommate. So he went, (gasps) filled out all the paperwork, pretended to be him. Oh, devious. Took all his belongings signed out, left, went home to his wife, got to the apartment, and she was like, why the hell are you home? And so he told her, and she was like, no, I'm driving you back, and she drove him back. Good for her. You go, girl. Go, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. she He must be a little bit frightened of frightened. I don't know what happened there. Frightened. A little charlotte. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she must be he, he must be a little bit frightened of his partner. Like a hardened criminal. She's like, no. Uh, but maybe he... You shouldn't be him. Maybe she was like, okay, well, seeing as you're home... Let's go, Mackie D's. Yeah, let's... You can do the weekly shop this week. Oh, in the car. I was lying. Oh, we're at prison. <laughs> oh, remember this place? <laughs> remember where we are? <laughs> That's unreal. Oh, I didn't see that. I like that story. Mm-hmm. Nice little interjection there well weirdly i don't think you're even gonna believe this i have a prison story you don't this is like the prison edition prison break it's prison break with caitlin and charlotte (laughs) no this is quite serious actually um hang on stop laughing listen to what i have to say it's super okay so i actually didn't see that i didn't i didn't see this whilst i was away and i came back and my husband said, oh, you know, did you see this article? I was like, fuck's sake, you didn't bloody email me <laughs> the link. You've got to be... doing? This is not your fault. Yeah, you've got to be keeping an eye out for, like, news stories to me. Just to let everybody know, Michael does not source all of my news stories. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, he, he fucking does. doesn't. He does all the hard work and she just sits here and goes, drinks gin and... Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't have gin today. We don't have gin today, actually. It's too hot for gin and it's quite okay. early. Bre- gin for breakfast oh, yeah, but no yeah, yeah. we have however got some cheese from uh, P- oh, Gay Paris yeah. that I bought back for you what uh, accent was that? it's my French accent bonjour <laughs> well, I went to some cool landmarks I mean I've been to Paris before but I got to see the Eiffel Tower by yeah, boat this time so that was quite cool I'm going to France tomorrow I know I'm going for my town it's a bit upsetting that we didn't go together, together. 
Yeah. Anyway, okay. enough chit chat. Yeah. I have a serious news story for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the Guardian. Yeah. Um, have done an investigation into U.S. prisons, and they've brought out this article. I think it was, or I think it was Friday actually investigated how incarcerated women are groomed by pimps and forced into sex work once released so they've done like undercover journalism and they found out that women in prisons across the us are being recruited by sex traffickers who force them into prostitution on their release and um, but they're also using like us government like websites where you post bail so in america it works slightly differently doesn't it so you post you get caught for picked up for a crime for whatever that is um and then you get taken to to jail um, and you can be released providing you post bail or bond, whatever, bail right. bondsman. Which is why then if you skip bail, that money they come after you for. So you get bail, bail bondsmen who come and like pick you up. Okay. So, but what they're what these pimps are doing is they're looking at, because online you see, we'll see like when Justin Bieber gets picked up and you can like see his mugshot. Whether they're like scrolling through that, picking on specific women Uh-oh. for their crimes or the fact that they can't post their bail. So they're going along, they're posting their bail and they're saying like, basically, I've posted your bail. You need to do X, Y, and Z for me. No. Pimping them out, making them turn tricks and do sex work. And if they oh. refuse... They just take them back to jail. They go, fine, you're not going to do what I say. I'm going to take you to back to prison. in prison. Well, both. What what do you do? You're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea. So they're saying that the investigation also found cases of the bail bond system basically, yeah, being used in sex trafficking operations in at least five different states. Pimps and sex buyers are locating incarcerated women awaiting a court date by using personal data such as the mugshots and bail bonds, which are posted online or other or through like corrupt bondsmen, obviously. Um, and then they're bailing the women out of these detentions. And once released, they're told they must work as sex workers or have their bond rescinded and be sent back to jail. So the Guardian, over the course of their investigation, found cases of the bail bond system being used by pimps and sex buyers in Florida, Texas, Ohio, North Carolina and Mississippi. This seems like an absolute epidemic. I cannot believe that this system is being... And also these women are like at their most vulnerable. Exactly. That's the saddest part, is that... Like Like, exploited. They're like, okay, I'm out now. But what's worse is they're luring these women. So they're identifying potential targets and then they begin writing writing to them or establishing relationship with them, bringing like phone calls, promises mm. of money or housing. And then they set up like prison bank accounts. So they're like already establishing like a line of trust and then they're released because they've posted their, their bond. Wow. Oh, it's That's just shocking. absolutely horrifically shocking. And the fraud, like you so it's fraud, it's coercion... It's just so many... But it's control as well. It's controlling. Sad. I know. Ugh. Who even thinks about things like that? Well, like, come up with with those sorts of ideas. I know. Oh. What I do like, though, is obviously now things like this are being brought to light. And it happens with everything, you know. Once something's brought to light, people then... It's wrong, but obviously it's it's brought into a spotlight where people actually do something about it. That investigation is done. What what are they going to do? Like, in this country, we don't post people's mugshots online. We don't say, this person's been arrested for this thing. We don't list the things that they've been done or things that they've done. We don't list their bond. It, it just, it's a different criminal justice system. Yeah. So I think... Sometimes it should be listed, like paedophiles. Well, there is that, but that's why... Like, you could literally live next door to a paedophile and not know. I think there's elements of both criminal justice systems, like, that we can learn from or they can learn from us. And I think in an instance like this... Oh, 100%. 
that needs to be looked into. I think then if it's not something that's going to risk your safety, like if somebody just got in trouble for, I don't know, petty theft, then it's very unnecessary for us to know about that. Yeah. And that's difficult. But in this country, people think that we're covered in that sense because we have things like the DBS check. But that's only once you're going to get a job or that sort of thing. It doesn't, I don't know, test that people need to go through. It's really, it's difficult. Because then also, where do you draw the line? You're infringing on people's, like, private information. You know, I've known people who, you know, wouldn't necessarily want that that information shared. And actually, rightly so. Mm. You know, it doesn't affect you or I or them getting a job or something like that. It's just, it's really tough. And I know everyone has a different opinion about it, but I do feel that there needs to be a lesser known story perhaps that maybe, you know, we should know about and we should be doing something about. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah. But I mean... I say cool. I mean, I'm glad I've brought it to your attention. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Right, I've got got one that just actually popped up an hour ago. A dead... Quotations. Dead. Oh, dead. Yeah, can't see that. Sorry, listeners. Dead. dead. In inverted commas. <laughs> Woman found alive in a South African morgue. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. So she Do tell. Morgue and declared dead by paramedics following a road accident. Um, and they said like there was no form of life, so they put her in this, and then when a uh morgue worker returned to check on the body in the fridge Ooh. he found the woman was still breathing Criti- critical in hospital oh wow weirdly oh that was Agnes not me <laughs> remember I feel like I need every episode to just remind anyone who's listening that is a pug yeah, not a Caitlin or a Charlotte that is a pug <laughs> sorry that weirdly reminds me of a story so without naming names yeah a police officer oh, this is a second hand story so mm-hmm. I obviously I have police officer connections in my family both on my side and on my husband's side whose side this story relates to I will not who reveal knows? who knows friend of a friend friend of a friend or hearsay hearsay evidence this is a long time ago this is like in the like early 90s let's say yeah um but some police officers thought it'd be really really funny to scare a new girl that had joined <gasps> And so no. one of the guys hid, lay no. on the tray in the morgue, no. towel over, no. naked. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we need to just go and check the body, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And they take her down and he opens the cupboard and pulls out oh. the thing. And, and no. And the girl stood and then he just grabbed her wrist. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I, that, like, that. They lost their job. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, damn right. The girl yeah. is absolutely terrified. fucking terrified. I mean, just traumatized. Then, beyond I was walking up the stairs, <laughs> I asked you a question, and then, honest to God, did not think Michael, your husband, was anywhere near me. I asked you the question, and he replied from behind me, "I have never jumped so much in my life. Coffee was everywhere." Oh, heart attack. So if I was in a morgue and someone grabbed my wrist... I know. I would not be happy. It's not even funny, is it? I would find a lawsuit. Well, there she did, and I'm glad she did, because, did. Christ, what a scary... Yeah, that... And on, like, one of At night, night shift, one of your right. first... No, mm-hmm. just... But that... <sighs> anyway, yeah, so this woman... Uh, because in the olden days, like, imagine being buried alive or something... So in the oh, olden days... They had bells, didn't they? Yeah, they gave you a little bell, so you'd ring it. <laughs> I'm running oh out of God. oxygen. Ding, 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 ding. I'm here. 
<laughs> I would. It's horrific. But yeah. what I never understood about that was that we have breeze. There's a breeze. What if the the bell is ringing because of the Brit? You're walking through this graveyard and there's a bit of a breeze, and then all these bells start going ding 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 ding. No, because a bell would be like on them. It wouldn't be. No, like no, the string went down, and oh, they'd ring the bell, string. and there was a little b- bell next to their grave. Oh God! I thought the the. You wouldn't hear a bell was six feet them. under, would you? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So I was like this vision of like walking through a graveyard and then all, there's like a bit of a wind. Because sometimes the wind's so bad it knocks the front door knocker and the dogs are like, ah, 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 there's someone at the door. Like, imagine doing that, walking through, and all the bells start ringing. Oh. ding a ling a Oh, no, that's too much. I couldn't go. Yeah, too much. <laughs> but supposedly... So how did she end up in that situation? Well, they thought she was dead, so they put her in Yeah, but why? Because she was in a car crash. And they just, the paramedics maybe didn't check properly. Jesus. uh, Supposedly, this isn't the first time that it's happened in South Africa. Seven years ago, a 50-year-old man woke up screaming in an eastern Cape morgue. In 2016, another road accident victim was declared dead only to be found breathing the next day, but he died five hours after the discovery. I mean, what I'm hearing is that needs to be slightly better medical training for morgue practitioners in South Africa. Yeah, but somebody said this did not happen because our paramedics are not not poorly trained. Well, why did it happen then? Mate, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a paramedic. Well. I've never been a paramedic. (laughs) I'd love to be a paramedic. Would you? Yeah. Would you do it? I think You're I quite could, squeamish. Although, no. Well, on the thing, I would be like, I am ready to save your life. Mm. But I was watching this thing on TV, and supposedly, like, these women get beat up, people spit at them. What, the paramedics? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it sounds a pretty horrible that side of the job. I think when there's any job like that, I mean, you could be a train worker and you can oh. be abused, or bus driver, or police officer, yeah, like any public like service. Night tubes, haven't they? Yeah, it's just going to cause so many problems. Any public service can be You're not going to be a policewoman. Imagine you are under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> see ya. Yeah, bye. I'd be like, oh, a twelve-year-old tried to arrest me today. <laughs> I just ran away. I just flicked them like an annoying little fly and went, yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> so this is my next best thing well, I don't know you are an actress you could have a bit of stage presence you know like uh, you know to embody that character I reckon you could do it if you wanted to you could do anything you put your mind to no I'm joking you'd be absolutely awful terrible <laughs> terrible I'd have to go to the gym like five hours a day just to get a bit of muscle you'd have to go and be one of the city of London police officers who have like a taser because then you'd be a little oh. bit more intimidating like or maybe just you'd be like, like you're like laughing at me I'm tiny weenie look at me I have a te- taser a teaser Ooh, a teaser. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, you'll be pleased to hear we're not filming in filming recording in bras today it's no. not quite as hot as last time no, I tell you what it is oh are you getting there are you yeah, yeah. slowly <laughs> Right, okay. Okay, so. so was that your one, or was that just another segue? No, 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 that was my one. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to build up to my slightly happier stories. I've got, I would say, two happier stories, and then well, I'm halfway through mine, so I've got two more. They're both, again, uh, I'm really sorry, I'm bringing like depressing news this week. I mean, you did that last week, so it's not too bad. I mean, mine hasn't been great. No. But oh, do you know what, there isn't... 
There isn't much happy news out there. Well, I have two happy news stories, but I'm okay. just going to wait for them to the end, just to so we can end on an up, really, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I feel I really need to cover. Okay. And I want to bring to anyone who might not listen to news, as we say, like a lot of people our age group, or even older than us, or younger than right, us. Let's get to it. All right, fucking hell. <laughs> Wouldn't necessarily know about. Basically, on Friday the 29th of June, there was a shooting in America, um, and this time it wasn't in a school. This was actually at a, a newspaper. Wow. It was the Capital Gazette in Annapolis uh, in the US, um, and they've held a memorial service today in one day to celebrate the life of uh, one of the journalists who they called Big Rob um, because four of their colleagues were killed on Thursday actually sorry when a gunman gunman rampaged through the newsroom of the Capital Gazette which is a small daily newspaper um, that has been quite a big like it's an institution in in the town um, as much as their sort of famous sailboats that fill the harbour and things like that so Absolutely. Yeah, so. Well, I think a little bit. Basically, the guy was called Jared Ramos. He was 38. And he swore an oath in court documents that he was going to kill a writer at the Gazette. Um, And he was held, and he's now being held um, without bond on murder charges, thank God. Um, But police are saying that he targeted the paper because they covered his 2011 conviction for harassing a former classmate. Um, and at the time, he tried to sue the newspaper, but a judge threw out his lawsuit. So he's was literally, it just sounds like he was completely yeah, mentally obsessed, you know, was but fixated. Was the only newspaper that had a story on I think his case? I don't know. In oh, specific, small... That's what I mean. It's his local town newspaper. God. Um, but there was 11 people in the newsroom and he killed four of them, which is just wow. absolutely... I mean... That's well, five of bad. them, sorry. He killed five of them. Bad topic to bring up because, I mean, guns in America are... I know. I, I don't know how I don't know how they're still alive, like, and how people are still fighting for them. And, we, and the major thing we can be thankful for in this country is that we don't have guns mm. and that they are not easily accessible. If you open a bank like a bank account in some states in America, they give you a, they gift you a gun. Mm. How terrible, like, I could walk in and get a gun. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just absolute madness. Well, my hearts go out to everyone that works um, at the Gazette. And I'm very, very, you know, impressed to hear that a lot of them have gone back to work. They're working at their, well, all of them have gone back to work. They're working at their sister newspaper's offices at the moment. And I just, I mean, I, I work in a newsroom, I honestly cannot imagine. No. I on, I just can't even begin. And I just think the uh, my my heart and my love goes out to all the families and everyone who was, you know, affected and experienced by that. And I think it's something that, again, it needs to be shone a light on, especially, as you say, like gun crime in America and that sort of thing. But even yeah, just the fact that, you know, these, these journalists were targeted for no other reason for other than doing their job and that's just wrong and yeah and reporting something that's true like yeah. maybe don't do the crime in the beginning and then nobody will talk about it what i How did find moving was like the whole town came out and did a vigil and just the outpouring love and support is just you know yeah. fantastic yeah. but yeah Shame really happy. really sad really really sad um but yeah well, can you give us a happy one now because that's kind of uh 
What, have you not got anything for me? Well... I've got one more really shockingly bad one, but I feel like I'm going to leave that now. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a bit sad. Okay. Something I wanted to touch upon is plastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, just as a general chit-chat, it's uh, been, being talked about a lot more. Okay. Something that's obviously been going on for years, but... Uh, well, it's a big thing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, both of us are very into recycling and... Well, as we say in my household, a key to the happy... What does I say? The key to a happy relationship is separation. And what he means is... Recycling. (laughs) (laughs) And he will pick through things I just throw away and be like, Caitlin, did you know that this is recyclable? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, yes. And the the paper goes in the paper bin and the food goes in the food bin and... So yes, yeah, separation right. is a key to the ha- to a happy relationship. No, it's true, and I think, I mean, they said something by like twenty twenty two, there'll be more plastic in the oceans than there will be like fish and sea life. Oh, and there's so many. I don't even know what to say to that. It's. I think all we we're going to bring me some happy news. Recycle, man! Like, it's not difficult. It's not difficult to. Try your best to not, like, buy plastic stuff. Like, if you go to a supermarket and you see peppers that are separate or peppers that are in a a plastic thing, get the ones that are separate. Or if you want to buy a broccoli, you don't need to put it in a plastic bag. Like, your broccoli is not going to get harmed from the supermarket to your house. No, that's very true. (laughs) What I did love... And again, lesser known, and this isn't like new news. I mean, it's relatively new. This was in April. Yeah. But off the back of what you're saying about how much ocean or ocean is in the plastic, how much plastic is in the ocean? Yeah. Um, in April, so it came out that plastic eat a plastic eating enzyme has been accidentally created by scientists and could help solve this pollution crisis. Um, and it's basically a potential really useful technology to support the recovery and recycling of plastics. And what it does is it's um like a bacteria basically mm. or an enzyme that eats plastic and it it breaks it back down into manageable chunks um that they can reuse to create new plastic and then they can give it back to this enzyme the enzyme can break it down again and then they can make it back into more stuff and then it can be broken back down again and then like there's no limitations to it because obviously nor at the moment now you can only like a bottle can't be made back into a bottle it becomes like a paper bag or plastic bag and it's like made from recycled plastic which is great and we should definitely be doing that but this enzyme would basically mean that that cycle where you can only basically create a lesser plastic each time like a shitter version because you're constantly recycling it that stops and so you can take a plastic bottle use it and then you can put it in with this enzyme. It creates like this enzyme soup of all the stuff that makes up plastic. And then you can just use it again so a bottle can become a bottle again, which is really cool and really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's hopefully. And they're, they're testing it now. It was like accidentally created. That's amazing. So it could be an answer. Obviously, it's not going to solve the problem. No. But it's definitely going to, you know, help aid this absolutely mass mass huge yeah. problem that the whole world is facing absolutely crazy i mean i've seen i don't know if you've seen it in some supermarkets where like trolleys where you can take everything that you buy to say you buy i don't know like bananas and you can only get bananas that are in packet like plastic packaging mm. you take them out you put the plastic into the trolley at the supermarket 
and you're like, okay, now you sort this out. You get rid ah. of this. This is your problem. Yeah. And obviously, in these supermarkets, they're not going to want to have all this rubbish and plastic. So eventually, they'll start doing something with it because, I mean, it's mental how a pepper on its own is more expensive or if you buy three peppers on their own it's more expensive to buy like a pap- pack of three peppers mm. but then you're using you've actually plastic. got the plastic so just and the waste the plastic why do we have to have packaged stuff that's already there i think when i was in france that was something that was really starkly obvious and it wasn't even something i was looking for but everywhere i went of all the markets uh even like the little supermarkets that we went into None of the fruit and vegetable is in packets. Really? It's not, nothing's like packaged up. And it was, I mean, I'm sure there's the odd thing, don't get me wrong, but it was really quite starkly obvious as you walk in, that like nothing is wrapped up in like a little cellophane bag or anything like that. Yeah. It is pick what you want and take it and buy it and you're done. Yeah. And they give you paper bags everywhere. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's so, oh I God. I, I mean we're quite obsessed with paper pass, paper package by plastic packaging and it interesting that um there, there was an article a while ago again about like y- the youth youths youths no not myself um being <laughs> like so adverse to touching meat so I know veganism veganism is a big thing but there was this whole whole um article about how the youth of today whilst they'll eat meat they're so grossed out by like raw chicken or like raw meat and they don't even want to touch it that they're coming up with ways so like Sainsbury's I think it was was coming up with a way of packaging meat so it's like from packet to pan to coin the phrase they use yeah and they like touch it because it's a dead animal don't eat they don't want to touch it when it's raw they're really weirded out by but they'll happily eat it so they're coming up with these ways of like Get, basically, you open the packet and you can like squish it out into the pan, and then you don't have to touch it. And you're like, really, really? I mean, Maybe you should be a vegan at this point if you're not well, gonna. We should all, yeah, I mean, we should all be. I'm not giving up vegan. cheese. I mean, try the cheese I bought back from France. You would not want to be a vegan. Yeah, but meat, I think, is something that people need to just stop. Do you know what I think? Needs to stop. Yeah. Sainsbury's packaging on that whole new range of love, meat and veg. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that because I'm hugely outraged and have been tricked by them now on two occasions. Yeah. Um, and then not been able to feed my guests, which is, you know, highly embarrassing when you feel like you've gone out of your way. So for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, okay. um Charlotte, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Charlotte's a vegetarian, yeah. <laughs> So I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And we went to we didn't, Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's the other day and came weekly and was shop. like, oh, there's this great new thing that Sainsbury's are bringing out. And well, yeah. Basically... It was in the news. Yeah. Have you heard the news? Yeah, the news. Sainsbury's are bringing out um, like the fake meat burgers. And, and what it... was it called? It was called like. It said love meat and veg. But love meat was tiny. So tiny. And love and then veg. And veg. Like Huge. Yeah. Green letters. Yeah. And and in the article that I'd read that week about Sainsbury's doing these special burgers that like look like me and they bleed because they've got like beetroot in that looks like blood, blah, blah, blah. And they said the bigger Sainsbury's are going to be stocking these next to the meat in the meat aisle. Yeah. And, but it is going to be, you know, like a protein based vegetable thing. Yeah. So we found them. <laughs> got we excited. Them. Because it said, didn't it say ginger? What was it like? Oh, it sounded soya, uh, like soya. Yes, it said soya and mushroom with ginger burgers. 
and like onions, loads of delicious stuff. No, nothing. And then there was like a. Then we got the little kebabs. Kebabs things. that said apricot and something about... And again, it was apricot and something that was was like apricot and soy. Like, it sounded like the soy... It was misleading because it made yeah. it sound like the soy oh, was what... True. Yeah. Then we got home. <laughs> I was hangry. Really, like, upsettingly hangry. It was like three o'clock. We hadn't eaten all day. Back on the barbecue. Go to... And I was like, Caitlin, <laughs> hang on a minute. These don't look right. But in the small print... <laughs> Of these kebabs, it says lamb. <laughs> lamb. So small. I didn't believe you, did I? I was like, no, yeah, like, there's no, no way. No Let me see this packaging. We'd already put them on the barbecue, <laughs> so it was like such a waste. <laughs> well, like, the dogs okay. did get to eat it, which yeah. isn't too bad, but. But now it's like, well, I'm, I'm still hangry. And Sainsbury's have just ruined my day. Well, they did, and they also wasted my money, which is not yeah. entirely optimum. We've <laughs> just, honestly, I wish I'm going to try and take a picture of. I think we should start like some, like an Instagram or something where we can like post yeah. pictures of some of the things we talk about. Um, gonna... And I'm going to post, I'm going to post a picture of this packaging because honestly, I mean, you'll probably all look at me like Caitlin and Charlotte. You're yeah. absolutely fucking morons. No, I really, actually, no, no I don't. You know I really was and misled by it. I've seen these before and thought, oh, they look nice, yeah, but not them. today. <laughs> and then, yeah. So be warned, listeners. Be warned. That, uh, Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's are Sainsbury's out to get you. Vegetarians. That you vegetarians and vegans. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, imagine if we're selling this and someone's gone, oh, I fucking ate No, I think once you ate it, you'd probably realise it was meat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they still tasted weird though. They definitely tasted like they had less meat in than they normally would. Ugh. I know. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, be so aware. Really off topic. Be, yeah, yeah sorry. Sainsbury's packaging, meat. I don't know. Anyway, what have you got? Is that, are you done? Have you got anything else for me? Or should I move on to the happy. Yeah, let's get happy. Okay, let's get happy, gang. So. Two really cute things. Um, so Harrogate Bookshop gets an amazing response. So it's like the headline is worst day, worst day tweet, Harrogate Bookshop gets amazing response. So an independent bookseller has been inundated with support of making a desperate plea for her customers following the worst day of sales ever. So Georgina Duffy of a bookshop called Imagined Things in Harrogate tweeted that she took only £12.34 on Monday. No. Got to su- yeah. support those independent shops. Exactly. Guys. So she made a plea on social media, which she had obviously no idea would go vi- viral. Revival. I don't oh, know. No. What, oh, you can tell I'm not down with the kids. Um, so she made a plea <laughs> that went viral. Um, and it went all around the country. And she's been then getting messages from people placing book orders and people who were like, let's support her. Because she's she was basically the first independent bookshop in Harrogate in nearly 20 years. Wow, so And it opened last July. So she's like been there like to such like a relatively short period of time. But like she's the first proper independent bookshop. And she's had this amazing response. People were sending messages, placing orders online, giving her donations. And I just, I don't know, just oh, really put, nice. yeah, put a smile I'm on my face. Buy a book. Yeah, you totally should from her. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna buy a book from some massive. <laughs> she said on Tuesday she sold about seventy books after wow. that. Wow, how amazing is that? And actually, good people should be reading yeah. a book. Pick up a book, listen to a podcast. Yeah. Don't just watch st- Love Island. Oh my God, yeah, don't watch Love Island. <laughs> don't watch Love Island, please. please. Right. NB. You know what? I went to a barbecue the other <laughs> oh. day. Every single person was like, have you watched Love Island? 
No. No, I have not. But that's what people are talking about. I know it is. People are brain dead. The problem is... I love Island. I met somebody who... Their viewpoint on Love Island is that, like, everyone revels in the fact that it is bad. And there's, she said to me, like, there's no shame, there's no shame in loving Love Island because everybody loves Love Island and it's like a national thing and nobody's watching it because they think that these people are serious or that they're genuinely funny. They're watching it because they're laughing at them. Yeah, and that's but actually, even worse. I kind of, yeah. So now you're laughing at the fact that one of them didn't even know what Brexit was. Oh, really? Oh, Caitlin, you would have gone mad. <laughs> I watched this video clip on YouTube. She was like, um, she was like, so what's Brexit? And then they're all trying to explain it, like, oh, oh we're leaving no. the EU. And it takes away, they said, oh, it takes away something. And she goes, oh, so we won't have trees. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Something, oh, so we won't have trees. Then she thought Spain was in England. Oh, no. I mean, oh, carbs before marbs? Oh. I mean, <laughs> not no carbs before marbs. <laughs> well, you know, people like that. That's their, their phrase, isn't it? No carbs before marbs. <laughs> they know they get on a plane. They're not staying in the UK, are they? Well, no, she said, if I get on a plane... Oh, God. And they go to a different country and oh. they're still in the UK. She did not say that. Yes. Yeah, no, I can't. No, I honestly. But then it's worse because these casting directors. Well, you would know. Are picking mm. these girls for that reason? They're picking the best-looking girls in England, and. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, they are. They are. Body-wise, right. some of their faces, I find. I mean, are they really stunning? Stunning. I mean, I, I'm saying this like I've watched it and can comment. I, I can't yeah. really, but. But also not. Not the average person. No, I know. I think we've covered that last time. Yeah. It is it is quite sick in that sense. But then, like like what you've just said, I I've not heard anyone say that. So basically, we're laughing at somebody else's expense, which I know it's not nice. It's I mean, nice. this this person I was talking to was quite adamant about it, and she she felt very you know she I'd love to get her on and talk about it yeah. because she's very. I don't know, she's very steadfast in, in her viewpoint and that. And she's actually really not the type of person I would have thought would be into something like Love Island. It, it, I do find it quite surprising. And even a very close friend of mine, she says to me, she's like, well, she's going to kill me if she listens to this, but I haven't said her name, it's fine. She's like, don't ever, ever tell anyone it's my secret. It's like my dirty little secret. Like even her mum came in one night and was like, oh, I'm just going to bed. She like changed the channel and she's like, her mum was like, are you watching Love Island? She's like, no, no, I'm not watching Love <laughs> yeah, been yeah, possibly, well. yeah. And so, and she was saying, like, "Don't ever tell anyone I've watched Love Island." And then, so, this other girl who I was sent saying to me, you know, oh, no, there's no shame in it. Don't worry, everyone watches it. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I've never watched it, no. but I'm not sure. Yeah. It's really difficult. I don't know. Maybe we should watch an episode and, and think, report back. And yeah, I think before, like, because now this has come up in two. But then I feel like I'm watching people to judge them and bitch about them, and I, I feel that that's completely. That defeats the whole point of why yeah. I'm not watching it. It's I don't know because that's that's what you are doing. I guess is that you're just judging these people on the things they say, mm. and also it's an hour of their day, of an hour of twenty four hours. I know, but it's so scripted. I mean, I did see. I didn't read it, but I did see that um, a girl claimed who was on it last year. I just saw it on my news feed um, that she claimed the producers come in or they'll come over the tannoy, a bit like in Big Brother. But you don't see this right. on Love Island. They they 
give you the impression, obviously, that it's far less scripted, but actually it's almost as scripted as like Made in Chelsea, for example, which yeah. is completely set up and oh, is, you know, they've given been given direction and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, apparently the, the producers will come in and be like, oh, we need you to go and talk to this guy about this thing. Or we want you to go into like the diary room. I don't know what it's called in Love Island, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Come into the diary room and talk about what, how you felt when you snogged such and such or whatever. And I'm like, that's again like defeats the whole point of the show it's completely misleading and everyone's got kicked up a fuss because obviously she's come out and said all of this but yeah it made me laugh because i just think god is that is that what we're really worried about also twisting people's lives like because made in chelsea is completely the same my claim to fame i was once an extra on made in chelsea. you were not I was. I was wow in london <laughs> student bit poor spoke like this needed some money <laughs> i thought you know what i'll just go and sit in the background of Made in Chelsea. Wow. And they do, the producers come on and they like whisper something into their ear and then they have to say it. Oh gosh. They're like controlling these people's lives. It's, not it's a bit um, like having a puppet, like yeah. marionette yeah. puppet pulling yeah, all puppet. the strings. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Anyway, no. I do think when we're, when people are sitting there and you, as you say you go to a barbecue and everyone's discussing it or like I went away and everyone's talking about it or like you're on a whatsapp group and someone's like oh I'm watching Love Island right now and I think oh my god do you not know about the guy who's just escaped from prison by helicopter and set it light or just wake up and I did find myself when I was away saying things like this you know people were talking and I'd be like oh news report but and they're like Caitlin do you just ha ha they're like laughing at me like Caitlin do you really read the news I'm like yes yeah yes I actually do it's good to know what's happening but also you also need to be informed dig, dig deeper than the headlines yeah definitely so final story of today let me bring it up now I love this one this is super cute so an 11 year old girl is going to see her food waste fighting fruit bowl turned into a household product by a major independent food retailer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this little girl who, I say little girl, like it's really patronising, this, this young girl, um, Roman Malik, she's a pupil at uh, All Saints Primary School in Lincolnshire, Graspy, Graspy, uh, All Saints Primary School in Lincolnshire, so that's my Lincolnshire accent, uh, invented a fruit bowl called the Alarm Cup. And be honest here, I feel like she could have maybe come up with a slightly better name. Anyway. A fruit bowl. Yeah, called the Alarm Cup. Like a fruit bowl, a bowl. A bowl. B-O-W-L. Which alerts its owner when a food when the food is about to expire. Oh. So basically, Ocado, who I've never shopped with in my life, just as a record. I used to work in a shoe shop and the founder of Ocado was like my favourite the founder of Ricardo's mother was my customer she used to just come in and chat to me. What a cutie. Yeah, oh and she had lots of money spent on shoes, I'm sure. Yeah, but I wasn't on commission. So oh, upsetting. Oh, okay, fair enough. She was just a cutie. Oh yeah. Nice. So Ocado run a food waste challenge. Um, and they give like this award and it sees like the online group they've partnered up with like design websites little inventors um, and this little girl she was like well 13 billion pounds worth of food has binned every year and so she started thinking about what we throw oh. away 11 oh. 
And so she's thinking about what people throw away at home and what would help her stop doing that. And like she said, apples are her favorite fruit, um, but they were always going soft when her mum left them out and forgot about them. So she thought of this idea and started draw- drawing this alarm cup. And she thought that they still need something that could help them use up their fruit oh, yeah. by sounding an alarm before it goes off instead of letting it end up in the bin. Yeah. And then her teacher told her that she'd won it. Um, so it has a little, basically the alarm cup has this mini touchscreen display with icons of different produce and a food waste fighting recipes such as apple crumble and banana bread. Um, and so, yeah, it will hopefully change the process of buying food without paying attention to the expiry date, yeah. which means you could get rid of the packaging. Yeah. Takes back to your story. Yeah. Um, and then, because obviously that's become a huge habit and a lot of times food is still fine even if the packaging yeah. says it's not. Big one for that is broccoli. I mean, I eat heaps of broccoli. I love it. Mm. And it always is out of date. It's always completely fine. It's vegetables. Unless it's like me. Yeah. Then But even meat, you can tell. Looks a bit grey. Might smell. Yeah, exactly. It's an egg. Open it. See what happens. You know, pot luck. Who knows? (laughs) Take your pick. See what's going to (laughs) happen. So, as we've said, you're going away tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. So we may do like a a we recording from afar. A little, a little phone. Yeah. Uh, little update. Skype Skype meeting. I don't think we'll be able, we can do it without Skype. We've got our microphones, but yeah. So stay tuned. We could have quite an exciting, different episode for you coming up. Yeah. Um. Across the oceans of one another. Yeah. That'd be quite nice. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. We're going to have some more news for you. Obviously, news is different every week. Every week we'll have a new episode. What day that will be on, nobody knows. Yeah, it will just be on one week for now. Yeah. And then... Or seven days from the last episode is probably even more fair, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's nice for everybody to know, but make sure to subscribe so that you get notifications. Yeah. To tell you when we've posted, because we know you're waiting for them. Yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, prescribe. Prescribe. I will prescribe you this podcast for your intellectual... That's it. My mind just went blank there. Wow. Okay, good to know. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Peace, love. And remember, have you heard the news? Have you heard the news? Do-do-do. Oh, by the way, I hope you like our new music. Uh, Okay, bye! Bye.